This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's great to have you here on The Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you with advice and info that empowers you so you can make better financial decisions in your life. And Krista, happy Valentine's Day to Thank you. Thank you. Happy Valentine's happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all Everyone. our listeners and viewers. We love and you all. Yes, that's so true. Nobody tells you that today. We love you. So what used to come to our house through something called the mailbox Valentine's, on Valentine's. Yeah. Valentine's cards would come. And, you know, the mail is going through a late life crisis. Can't call it midlife crisis because it's been around since the founding of our republic. And something's got to give with what's going on with the mail. And we're going to talk about that. Also today, Amazon is now in a market share war that you and I are the winners. Doesn't matter what happens with all the people fighting, you and I are the victors. I'm going to tell you about that. So I've been reading with great interest about the fight in the United Kingdom about going to three-day-a-week mail delivery. People are going crazy there about only having mail delivery three days a week. Whenever anybody has been dumb enough to be like me and say, you know, we should only deliver mail in the United States three days a week. And then the slings and arrows come (laughs) towards me for saying that. But the reality is it makes no sense having package delivery. You know, the postal service is survivals based on packages, not mail at this point. And, Do you know politicians used to try to get reelected by opening a bunch of post offices we didn't need around the country? That used to be a thing, and they'd do the big ribbon cutting and all that. If you go in a post office now, it feels like something frozen in a different century. They look like they're frozen in like 1985. And I'm so impressed by how hard people work who work for the post office, either mail sorters, letter carriers, people working in those post offices, because they are way overworked. You know, they're so short of people to do the work that you'll find that people will work till late in the evening just trying to get deliveries done. And then there are days the mail doesn't show up. And it's really mostly a so what. I saw, uh, is it your fault I saw that comedian's routine about informed delivery? 
Was it Brian Regan? I, love I don't know. It was, a, it was a thing about, so imagine this. The Postal Service has a service where you can sign up and you get a daily email showing you pictures of what mail you're going to get <laughs> maybe that day. I mean, it, it's funny because mail volume keeps going down, down, down. And you ask people, how often do you go check your mailbox? And now often people will forget days on end to go check the mail. So we've got something running a big deficit. We're subsidizing first class mail with taxpayer dollars. The Postal Service has all these losses accumulating year after year after year. And then all these, speaking of congressmen, they're all grandstanding about delivery issues at different post offices all around the country, trying to hopefully serve their constituents by doing that. But the thing is, the system is broken because we're holding on to an anachronism, not that we have delivery, but this idea, rain, sleet, snow, or dead of night, that six days a week, we're wasting money delivering mail when most of it is going to be junk mail. And for the Postal Service to write its finances, it's got to be focused on package delivery in competition with UPS, FedEx, and Amazonians. That's, you know, Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) it's frustrating to me that we have these cultural conversations and we, we don't accept change as it's happened. And we waste money and waste priorities. Just one person's opinion. And you go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks to tell me where I'm missing the big picture on the Postal Service. All right. I thought this was an appropriate question for today. Joe in Maryland says single people by choice, divorce, death, etc. of any age make up about a third of the population but never get a break. They pay the most taxes, fees, have to buy more than they need due to packaging sizes and cost, insurance, etc. I wish you would dedicate part of your efforts to helping single people. Perhaps a regular segment or dedicate a month to helping single people lower costs. If single people vanished, the U.S. economy would collapse, but elected officials never give them a break, despite being the most politically active. Joe, thank you. And you're feeding into something that I talked about. How many weeks ago did I talk about that our housing stock is built with the wrong people in mind? That we build with all these rooms, all these bedrooms, all this square footage, and a third of people need a much smaller place to live. And how there are now people in the real estate industry and development industry realizing this and trying to figure out, okay, how do we serve the market that is so underserved right now, which is single individuals that need a smaller, more affordable place to live? And we haven't been doing that. You talk about taxes. So the funny thing about taxes is that in dual income couples, where couples make similar income, if they're married, they get discriminated against on tax. And it's now to their advantage to stay single. If an older couple meets and they're of retirement age and they're Social Security, Medicare, they generally are better off staying single rather than getting married. 
So it's not all one thing, but you're absolutely right with packaged goods. I remember one of my nieces, when she was single, would go shopping with a friend and they would split things because so many things were in quantities that were too large and perishables would go bad before either one of them could consume the whole thing. So they would buy a lot of things together, split them, and then go their separate ways to their places. Society has adopted some, but not for the reason you would think, because the cycle of inflation we've been through with the COVID distribution problems, supply chain problems, a lot of quantities now are are smaller for a lot of items to get the price points down and they become more friendly to single individuals. But you are right, we've got a big chunk of American population and the manufacturers, marketers are not thinking about that segment of the population. Things are still very heavily focused on traditional family units. Okay, and Mark in Tennessee, speaking of housing, he said, thank you, Clark Howard, for a super service to help us navigate the pitfalls of today's living issues. Bravo. My question is centered around selling my house on my own versus using a realtor. What do you see as a pro and con of each method? So, Mark, you got to do a couple things. One, you have to have the right personality to do a for sale by owner. And what do I mean by that? You have to have a merchant's mentality because when you're showing your home, as the owner of the home, and somebody comes in, and they're going to forget right away that you're the owner. I mean, it's funny how quickly they forget, and they'll say, man, that is the ugliest sofa I have ever seen. That is such an ugly paint color in this bathroom. I mean, it's you've got to have that thing where uh, you're not looking at it with that pride of a homeowner. You're looking at it as I'm trying to complete a transaction here most efficiently and not be in a position having to pay a 6% commission is what's kind of the typical around the country. So you got to have that first. Number two, you need to have your family members, friends who are the most critical of everything come over and tell you, you know, that needs a fresh cone of paint. You need new landscaping out front. That's really ugly from the curb. You need the people who are the gripey kind of ones to come I mean, over and fill you. We I'd say? even consider paying a staging company to come in. I mean, it wouldn't be that much for them to at least rearrange your stuff and help you out. I mean, staging a home pays such dividends because so of people only buy what they see. They only see what they see. And the other thing, whether you use an agent or you do it yourself, Fix things that are obviously broken. And I always recommend if you're doing a FISBO where you hire an inspector to inspect the home, find what's wrong, fix what's wrong, and have the receipts there to show you've done the repairs so that prospective buyers see it. You want to build trust. And you're held to a higher level of trust you have to build than a real estate agent you hire. And then there's one thing, half a loaf. You need to commission protect an agent who brings you a buyer. Otherwise, you are going to be steered, what they call steering. They will not show your home because there's no commission for them in showing it. So you 
protect commission 2%, 3%, whatever, for an agent who brings you a buyer. But first, you got to pass that merchant's mentality test before you would be somebody who acts as your own, basically your own selling agent. And if you had to sell one of like your house today, would you do it with a realtor or would you do FISBO? I've sold both ways. Today, I would sell with a real estate agent because I have someone I really trust. I know her. I know she's great at the market and other agents trust her. Right. So there's real value in the connections that she has. Elizabeth in New York says, I was recently supposed to go into the hospital for a procedure. Two days before, I received a call from an unidentified number on my cell phone telling me what my expected out-of-pocket was going to be, and they wanted to, quote, give me the option to prepay for my procedure. I did not know if this was something new or a scam, but I told them absolutely not. I had no idea who they were. I was so annoyed by this. As it turns out, my procedure was canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. What would have happened if I had prepaid? Is this the new way hospitals are collecting? Why would anyone pay in advance? Could it possibly have been a scammer? And if so, how could they get my information? So interestingly enough, Elizabeth, we had another question from someone, must have been three, four months ago, who received a UFO call like that, and it was not legitimately the hospital. Most of the hospitals have a website that you go to, you see your appointments, and they show you your expected patient portion of the bill. Hospitals all want you to pay that in advance because they're worried once the service is delivered, you won't pay your part. So this could have been a legit, could be a, a contractor working on behalf of the hospital, but never ever pay to anyone contacting you. You always want to go to the hospital website yourself. If you do want to see your expected amount that you're going to have to pay, if you do want to pay it in advance, you can. A lot of times hospitals, when you're doing a procedure in one of their freestanders or in the hospital itself, you've got a pre-registration you have to do. And the last part of the pre-registration is your expected amount is blah, blah, blah. How would you like to pay this? And you don't have to pay up front. And in your case, if it was legit, you had paid up front, then you'd be waiting to get a refund from the hospital, who knows how long that would take, for the money you paid that ended up not being spent. And that's no fun at all. But again, you get a call from any organization. Some caller ID could say it, yours didn't, could say it. Don't believe that it absolutely is that organization. And don't cough up personal information. Don't give them any payment forms, anything like that, when they originate the contact to you. Coming up ahead, I want to tell you there's something great going on for you and me, and that is there's a price war going on in the clothing aisle, and I want to tell you how it's playing, how you benefit. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe 
every day at sax.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Price war. Love those words together. So there's tumult in the clothing aisles in retailers all over the United States because there's always new competition. But right now, the competition is intense. I mean, first, traditional American clothing retailers, department stores, all had to deal with H&M and Zara. Now, they and H&M and Zara are all having to deal with competition from Amazon. Now, Amazon is having to deal with extreme competition from Xi'an and Timu. The fight over your dollar is so extreme right now for clothing, more for women's clothing than men, but also men's. There's opportunity for you if you need to refresh your wardrobe so many different ways. And I read recently about what Amazon is having to do because most clothing on Amazon is sold as most items on Amazon. Overwhelmingly, they're sold by third-party sellers. They use Amazon as kind of like their storefront and often their fulfillment for sending the orders. And Amazon charges these very large commissions to retailers. Well, right now, Amazon, according to the Wall Street Journal, is now waiving most of those commissions for clothing sellers, for most clothing items they sell at the lower end of the price scale because they're losing so much market share right now. So what's happening is the intensity of the market share war over your clothing dollar is really at the highest level I've ever seen. And the prices on clothing are ridiculous. I mean, I was looking at some clothing deals online at Amazon and its clearance site, Woot, just this week, and wow, wow, they are so cheap. You may wonder, is the quality of the clothing cheap as well? I am unqualified to speak to that issue because that's been people's beef with fast fashion all along. But the whole clothing orbit, except for high-end, is now a fast-fashion world. And everything is about price points and style. So a lot of deals out there, really more than normal, because of this fear that Amazon has, as well as its third-party sellers, about now Amazon 
that hurt so many others with taking market share in clothing. Now they and everybody else losing that market share to Xi'an and Timu, neither of which you've ever ordered from. Mm-mm. But I have been finding some good bargains on Amazon for clothing, I have to say. Okay, we'll go to questions. Speaking of Timu, Karen in Oklahoma says, is PayPal safe to use when ordering from online sites like Timu? Any safety measures to use? Yeah, I think you're fine. Uh, one thing I would say, particularly if you become fanatical about ordering from Timu or Xi'an, is that you keep some kind of track of the items you ordered because a lot of times things may not show up and it's up to you to dispute within a reasonable period of time. The other day we talked about uh, how favorable to the consumer PayPal's dispute process is beyond what the law requires. Now, don't tell me, well, let me tell you what PayPal did to me. Well, you might say that, but they do have a consumer-friendly dispute process for failure to receive goods. Eric in Illinois says, in your recent story about retail, you mentioned Walmart and Amazon, but I was curious where Meyer fits into all this. They were Walmart before Walmart. Is it because they don't ship nationally? I'm curious on your thoughts. Yeah, I love going in one. I love going to the store. It is a Midwestern institution, a great place to shop. And it's really, there's something fun about going in one. So yeah, but it, because they're regional, you're not going to hear me talk about them a lot. It's like with the warehouse clubs that I don't talk about the East Coast Regional Warehouse Club, BJ's Wholesale, except very infrequently if somebody asks me about them because most of the country can't experience it. And this is from Ben in Michigan. Here's my story about how problems with text messaging 2FA led to my two-factor being, authentication led to my being investigated for robbing a taxi driver. Say what? Yep. I recently went on a trip to Portugal and purchased an eSIM for $17, planning to use the data for all my communication and travel needs. Unfortunately, these eSIMs don't enable calls or texting. Not usually a problem, but without a verified phone number, I couldn't sign up for the European ride-sharing app Bolt. Because I was in a time crunch trying to get a ride at the airport, I decided to use a free temporary SMS text messaging website to allow me to receive a verification text message so I could use the app. These websites work by displaying all text messages sent to their phone numbers on a public web page. The same number is used temporarily by many people. It worked great. Unfortunately, two days later, the app stopped working and I had been reported for robbing a taxi driver. It turns out that thieves can use the same number I did to remain anonymous while they commit crimes. Eventually, it worked out. My advice, download any apps you need before you leave home. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I buy uh, Sims overseas. I never have, have done the eSIMs. And my son's like, why don't you buy eSIMs, Dad? But I, I buy the physical SIM. And usually, it comes with a phone number I can use for validation in the local country and texting. So I don't have experience having one that's data only with no number assigned to it and no ability to text. But your point, if you have done your homework or you've been to a country before and you know what apps you need to download temporarily, I've got a bunch I need to delete from my phone. I've forgotten to delete from a recent overseas trip. You want those apps on there. You may also be able, depending on the app, you may be able to do so over Wi-Fi and get two-factor authentication 
to email potentially. It depends on the app, but your idea of getting all your ducks in a row before you go is a great idea. And I'm so glad that you didn't end up in jail or anything over Seriously. that robbery. Mark in California says, recently I bought a new electric car, a 2024 Hyundai Kona electric. I feel spoiled with the range. It's 261 miles and new tech after living with a Nissan Leaf for many years at a much lower range. A range of like 26 miles. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use my new ride to drive across the country to visit family in Georgia and Florida. I know I'll be having to use the non-Tesla public charging networks during my road trip and I am preparing for it. I'd like to know the best way to find affordable hotels along the way. Ideally, they would have EV charging. I'm not picky. As long as there's a shower and a bed free of bed bugs, I'm up for it. Where do you stay on road trips? So I have such a complicated set of procedures I do when I'm looking for a hotel room. And even same day when I'm on the road, like last time I did a road trip, I didn't know where I was going to stop because uh, I didn't have an exact planned itinerary, I pulled off at a rest area and went on Priceline Hotel Tonight uh, and Hotels.com, and I ended up with the best deal on Priceline and booked a hotel like 30 miles ahead. I thought you were say you pulled over at the rest area and just and fell just asleep stayed in your at car. the rest area. No, no. Mark, I will tell you I'm a little pickier when I'm doing – a road trip, I do my minimum star level at two and a half. And depending on what system they use for how happy people are, if it's an out of 10, I do eight or above. If it's out of five, I do 3.5 and above. Because unlike you, I'm not happy if there's a little, well, you said you don't want bed bugs. Bed bugs could happen in any Anywhere. price hotel. But I have reached a stage in my life that I want to know that the place is going to be okay. And you can't go by the name on the building anymore. But I try, I pull off, I try multiple sites and then figure out what seems to be best. The one site that I don't use anymore that in earlier days I used to use frequently was Hotwire. And that's because I find that Hotwire is not honest about the level of the hotel and the quality of the hotel. And I'm sorry to call them out specifically by name, but I want you to know, and it was funny because my oldest brother, who does a lot of road trips, kept calling me complaining about these hotels. And I said, oh, did you do Hotwire again? And finally, like about two years ago, he finally stopped using Hotwire and this is something so easy for Hotwire to fix. Just make sure that you're absolutely giving people honest information about the quality of the hotel and the star level of the hotel. And PlugShare is who you should use if you're not aware, Mark, when you have a non-Tesla to see the charging networks, to see the kilowatts. And they specifically what, have a hotel charging custom view on their map. Like you can oh, find that's hotels. Neat. Yeah, it's really cool. And they'll show you what charger types mm -hmm. they have available there. You may have an adapter for your Kona. And I had a Kona as a rental once when I was in a, a wreck and the other parties insurer had to get me a car because it was their fault. And so I was in the Kona Electric 
And charging was, I was so spoiled as a Tesla driver, having to deal with the figure out where the chargers were and I'd went somewhere and none of the chargers worked and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's something that is getting better and it'll be an interesting experience to see on the trip that you want to have some reserve in case you are planning to go to a charger, you get there and they're all dead or not compatible or whatever, that this is really a big problem for people doing over the road trips. 24, maybe 25, but we're getting there on the charging. By 26, this won't be an issue. But have a great, great time on your trip. And I want to thank you so much for joining us on our podcast and tell you, if you don't know, we have a bunch of free newsletters that we don't waste your time with. We give you information you can put to work and use to fatten your wallet, to stretch every dollar. Go to clark.com slash newsletters. And by the way, if you sign up for one and you're like, this is useless, what's Clark talking about? We make it just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Have a great rest of your day. Remember what we're devoted to, you learning ways to save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off.